Welcome to Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog found on ShareYourStories.online. Our guest is Gay Hamilton, Director of Business Development for a tech company specializing in cybersecurity. We're going to discuss her career in tech and how she's working with business owners to create safe and secure online environments. And Gay joins us from Kitchener, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's, I have to say, Gay, um, you know, I always ask folks before in, you know, when we're doing the pre, pre-marketing for the show, if you have any questions and you're unable to join us, you know, send me a DM. Well, I'm going to share with you, um, I, you're, I think 132 is the number of our uh, live <laughs> guests today. And I have never received so many questions as I have when I mentioned cybersecurity. I don't know why those two words, they either create absolute terror and fear, or they're like, yes, let's get on that. So (laughs) maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about how, as a woman, you became involved in the tech industry. Um, Well, it's it's kind of interesting um, in the sense that I started my career back in the day where we had a huge IBM mainframe computer on the second floor and security was as simple as locking the door. That was it. None of us could get in. It was all it was all great. Um, And as we started to work on this project to move to distributed processing and desktop computing and stuff, um, they they were looking for people that would get involved and and have to deal with this whole thing. And, And for some reason, it just suited my my background, I guess. And, and I've always been a little bit too direct and a little bit too forceful in dealing with groups of women. But when I got into groups of men, it was all fine and it was all good. And I have very thick skin, so it was all fine. And away it went from there. Um, and then just by chance, um, had an opportunity to do the uh, director of customer service for a dot-com startup back in 2000. Again, all the guys in me, um, and and sort of sort of learned from the ground up. I mean, I walked into the company not knowing what a browser was. We we weren't using them on a day to day basis even even yet, and email was a very new thing, and you know that kind of stuff. So I kind of learned it as I went, um, and then grew with it. Um, and I think that's kind of helped me feel more comfortable having the background in. I know how the processes work. And what it all what it all means exactly the bits and bytes and how we actually do all this stuff i don't need to know i don't think you know that's so true that's a wonderful point because i think that as you know we're, we're all seeing people in business are having to expand our platform so you know we used to use websites almost like a business card you know it was a place for information you know nobody even had contact forms back then you know it was just kind of this this place where there was, uh, you know, a little bit of information on our company. We didn't put things like our team and the bios. And so things have changed significantly. But now that we're sort of, we've expanded to this global platform and environment. And there's so many people whose products and services are able to ship worldwide. And so now what comes into play is this whole idea about security. Because we all want to make sure that not only our data and the information that we're holding on our sites is secure, but our customers are secure in providing the information that they need to engage with our websites. So is there something or a little bit of advice that you could give to all of those folks who may be into this, you know, new frontier of online um, sales? 
that that can maybe alleviate a little of the stress and give them maybe just a little tip that they can use to say, I get it, I understand, but here's a little something that you can do to start a new conversation. Absolutely, yes. Um, and again, it depends on the size of the company, depends on, on you know, the, the position of the person that they're in. So for example, uh, a solopreneur whose life depends on a cell phone, your whole entire business, your whole entire world is on that cell phone and how do you make sure that it's protected? So there's, there's various programs that you can buy or, or subscribe to they're going to help make sure that that's all that more secure. And then, and then we, you know, we sort of go up the chain from there to the very large companies that have full blown networks and, and many, many, um, you know, endpoints. So people connecting from home, people connecting from the office, from the Starbucks on a phone, on a laptop, on an iPad, you know, all that kind of stuff, it all fits in. And there are products and services today that are, that are, packaged, if you will, um, ready to go that will cover off every single aspect out there. Um, it's a matter of finding someone you trust. And that's, that's the one thing I would say is find someone that you trust and that you understand. So when you ask a question and they say, you know, something that doesn't make any sense or that you, that you can't understand, that's not the right provider for you. That's somebody that's that's more of a technical background. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that I really love the people that I'm working with now is they can speak technology with the best of them, but they also speak English. Right. <laughs> they're, they're real live human beings. And that's, that I think is the difference in our company is we talk about the people aspect of it. So our, our sales techs, our, our technology technicians, are all based on people that like people and like to integrate with people and like to, to talk back and forth. Because as we know that the IT industry has a bit of a, of a black eye in the sense that a lot of people assume that IT people don't like to talk to people and don't want to engage in that kind of stuff. Right. So we've been really lucky with that, with that group. Yes. You know, one of the questions that we were asked uh, more and more and more often, you know, I went, I, I'm not kidding. There were quite a few questions. And one of the questions that came up, and it's to the point that you've just made recently, and maybe you can help to decipher that. Someone said, when I go to my local coffee shop and I jump on their Wi-Fi and I'm speeding through my emails or whatever it is that I'm doing, and I notice in the top line, you know, in the top corner of the browser insecure, unsecure. What does that mean? Does that mean that I'm now exposing all of my data? I can get hacked while I'm sitting there having my coffee? That seriously was a question that was probably asked the most in yeah. all of the DMs that I received. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and it is true. And yes, you are at risk and you do need to be really? careful still with where you're going and what you're doing and that kind of stuff. So in our world, like generally we're selling to small, medium-sized companies. Right. So a small company would have protection in their environment so that if you reached in from a from an open, open you know, source. unprotected source, right. the company is going to be protected. Okay. Ah. We can also put software on your phone to make sure that your phone is actually protected as well as. So it's, you know, it's got that two-way double duty. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. You know, that's really an important point. Thank you for sharing that, because I think we all have this misnomer that, you know, um, where you and I are on this wonderful platform, you know, you're in Kitchener, I'm here in Ancaster, and we're totally safe because we're sitting in our home office environment. And, you know, there's nobody around. And yet, 
there's a whole big wide world out there that's not only listening to you and I have a conversation and watching our video, but that may, you know, we don't realize that there's lots of doors open while we're on um, these individual platforms. So that's a wonderful thing for people to remember that, you know, we do have to take that extra uh, little bit of caution when, especially when there's so many people who are now traveling. Yes. Right. Traveling again. Yes, absolutely. Working from home working from, I mean, I heard a story a little while ago, the husband and wife are stuck at home in COVID. He dials into an unprotective network, infects their home network. Oh, no. Right. So yeah, it is, it is extremely dangerous and it is, it is high risk. And there's no such thing as, oh, I'm not, I'm too small. They're not coming after me. Right. Or I don't have the kind of data that they want. So, you know, I'm not going to get hit. Generally, people, in, in, especially in the smaller smaller businesses or, or individuals, you get hit by accident. So they're yeah, to exactly, broad yeah. sweep and yeah. and get you by accident. But yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, not all of us are are running these large, you know, Fortune five hundred conglomerates where you you feel that you're probably an easier target because you know they're so large and they're they're all over everywhere. And, yeah. you know, the small to medium sized business or the solopreneur says, you know, I'm just this little tiny person way here in no man's land. Nobody's yeah. going to be interested in what I'm doing. But I think, you know, the other question that came up and perhaps you could help is the is the social platforms that we're all participating in. And, you know, we're using them now to market our businesses. We're using to advertise products and services, and we're really using it as a new frontier to connect with not only existing customers, but prospects. So when the the question that came up was, are those social networks secure? Like if I'm tapping into, you know, Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever, do they have security measures that are going to help protect me as a participant on their platform? Yes. And I would say generally, yes, they do. Um, But for example, and this is a, this is a, a scam that we saw not very long ago as well. Um, you get a message in like a, an email that comes in. It looks like it came from somebody on LinkedIn and it says something to the effect of, you know, I'm looking to connect with you, click here and we'll, and it's not really from LinkedIn and you can click those, those, you know, that's one, that's one way you can run into, into an issue. And at the same, you know, same time too, all LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, Twitter has to say is we're completely safe. There's no way anybody could hack us. and they'll get hacked. And by getting hacked, it's a, it's a, a waterfall effect. And you, yeah, you for sure. yeah. now for sure. it, it's more secure than a lot of other things that are out there that you could be using and so on, but there's right. no such thing as you're never going to never going to get you. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. one of the things that you mentioned, and I'd like to explore this a little bit further. Um, thank you for sharing uh, your expertise in, in answering the questions from folks who sent me a DM. Um, you mentioned that you're the only female in the room. And, you know, it, those were the days when, uh, you know, blue suits and red ties were the folks who were in tech and who were starting all these dot-com companies. Now, I'm sure that you've, and I know that you do some mentoring of other folks who are sort of coming up the ranks, but as a woman who has been in the tech industry for the, a number of years that you have, are you seeing any changes with the folks who are graduating from universities and colleges with tech backgrounds, is there, are they more accepted? Is there any more acceptance? Are you seeing anything different 
when you're perhaps hiring in your role or meeting new new people who are coming into your field? Yes. And and yes, I would say, yes, there are there are significant changes being made. Um, I can remember, you know, back in the day, 20 years ago, if there was a group that was for women only and some kind of, I would avoid it like the plague because those people didn't have any power. There was nobody that, you know, could really go. Um, the, the women's networking groups that I found lately are really, really great. This um, small company in Burlington that I'm dealing with, almost half of the staff is female. Wow. Which I think is great. Our general manager is a woman. Um, our, our technology folks, you know, are, are women. So yes, there is, there is change coming. Um, it's slow, of course, but we're getting there. Yeah. Now, one of the other things that we're sort of seeing in um, the dynamics and the change of work, and I'm sure you're finding this uh, more often as well with the hybrid model of some folks, you know, uh, post-pandemic, we're now seeing people going back to work. So this hybrid model of perhaps spending two or three days at home or two or three days in the office and kind of doing a, a mixed um, work environment, are you finding that there's any uh, changes in the dynamic of services for the home office? Because I'm sure that, you know, when you're looking at cybersecurity or you're looking at folks who are looking for more up-to-date information, this new hybrid model has got to be part of the new service world because it, it's it different. Yeah, it absolutely is. It adds, it adds a lot of complexity. Um, and generally the, the companies that are the most successful with it from what we've seen are the ones that sit down and say, okay, we're going to embrace this. We're going to offer this as a way to attract employees and to, and to keep that customer satisfaction level sort of thing going with, even with customers um, and, and employees. Um, and yeah, so for example, I have, a, I have a friend that works at Staples. So you can imagine how drastically different their business plan is. Sure. You know, they, they will package an office, so a home office into a box and ship it to your home, that kind of stuff. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of changes in technology and a lot of, a lot of things that, um, especially that we can do that help shore, shore that up so that you can feel safe and, safe and secure both at home and in the office, or if you're stopping at Starbucks on the way to, you know, the way, this long commute that we're now now doing, as opposed to just from the bedroom to the to the right. office. Thing. So right. yeah, yeah. Now, if if I'm a solopreneur and I've got, you know, I'm I've done all the the behind the scenes to get an e-boutique or an online store, and I'm collaborating with different folks but I'm still a little nervous about my security. I still sort of feel, you know, maybe I haven't done enough. I kind of put everything in place, but now I need to take the next step. What can you, what advice can you provide for that individual who's a solopreneur, who's sitting listening to us in our viewing and listening audience and saying, okay, but how, how do I secure my, my uh, data? What do I do? Yeah. Is there something that you can help them with in order to connect the dots? Yeah. Um, and, and so generally, like we're dealing with companies more so than just individuals. But I mean, absolutely, if you're, if you're hearing this, please reach out to me. We do have a cybersecurity awareness um, assessment on the website oh, that you okay, can click into. Perfect. And it's a free service that we that we can have a look at and, and refer things back. A lot of our products and services are for bigger companies, so not necessarily fitting in, in with a with a solopreneur. Um, but I would, you know, 100% get 
go with products from companies that are well known. So for example, Microsoft is doing some really great things. And I know, you know, you sort of get into that camp of Microsoft or Apple. Or Apple, yeah. Both of those companies are keenly focused on cybersecurity. There's an incredible amount of security running constantly in the background, both with Apple and with Microsoft on your individual device to help to help protect. Because the more, you know, somebody who's got a Microsoft account gets hacked and people hear about it, mm-hmm. the worse it is for everybody. So there, sure. there's a lot of things going on in the background. So there's a lot of um, information and knowledge that you can get just by Googling Microsoft training. Um, and they can, they can, they'll talk to you about, um, you know, how to make sure that your email is secure, how to do checks and balances. You can do, um, you know, initial testing with them. Um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that they do. And I, and I speak to Microsoft cause that's the, that's kind of the product suite that we're in. I know the same thing is happening with Apple that you can, you know, you can, you can go to an Apple store, for example, and say, here's my phone. How secure is it really? What else should I be doing? Are there, right. you know, are there more things to do? So for the individual, I would suggest that too. One of the other things we offer is a cybersecurity awareness training program. So once a month, um, we'll send you out a training program that talks about phishing. What is phishing? What does that mean? How does it get it? What happens if I get malware on my phone? What do I do if, um, say for example, your business is still small, but you want um, cyber insurance, we can connect you to an insurance agent that has the, the background and the experience and the knowledge to be able to, to actually help you out, that kind of stuff. And it's, it, you know, $29.95 a year. So $2.50 a month, you get an email once a month that talks about training and it, it raises the awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps keep top of mind and it, and it raises thing. Like we do things like, um, early in, in April, we're set out to, you know, send a, a message to everybody to say, Hey, end of April is when your taxes are due. Watch out for right. you know, those, those emails that come in to say, I'm writing from the CRA. And if you click this link, We'll get your refund faster. Right. That's yeah, not so much. <laughs> they're never going to get you that refund. No, later. no. So that's that's totally bogus. But yeah, so just those kind of reminders and and you know, as the war with Ukraine and Russia really kicked up, there was a tremendous surge in cyber that we've seen worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we were sending out messages to say, hey, watch out for these kinds of things. These are the new, um, latest and greatest you know attacks that we're seeing in the in the world. Yeah. You know, that's really wonderful advice because to be able to get information by a newsletter or through email, and I'm sure you do little videos and things like that as well, it helps to demystify or maybe give us a little bit more confidence because I think part of the thing that also that came up in the questionnaire was, I don't know what to ask. I I, I really, I have no idea. I know I have this broad idea, but I really don't know to drill down the questions. So your information system can really help people to build their confidence and yes. then they can ask the right questions and build the right relationships. So that's right. Thank, and thank and you at the much. same time too. And I think this is, this is one of those important um, pieces is especially for a, a smaller, medium sized company, come to us, let us do this initial assessment right. for you. You may be fine. Right. You may be in great right. shape yeah. and you're up at night walking the floors. Worrying. Thinking, yeah. Oh, should I be worried? 
Right. Or, you know, or there's a one small thing that you could do that's a very inexpensive, very, you know, low cost um, change that you can make that's going to make all the difference in the world. Oh, that's really very helpful, Gay. Thank you yeah. uh, very much for that. And I'm sure all of the folks who uh, asked specific questions, hopefully I've uh, raised them and posed them in a way where they, the information that you've provided is helping to answer that. One of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And your three words are kind of poignant for the industry that you're in. And that says, take the risk. So share with us why those three words are so important. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we're constantly talking about risk and risk risk avoidance and and how to make sure that you're going to be okay. And, and it, you know, it sort of feeds into that, asks the questions, make sure that you're covered off, make sure, you know, you know, look at the risk from that perspective. But generally what I found in my life is, is the times that I've had the most fun, I've had the greatest experiences are when it was a huge risk and it was a huge, like big change in my life. For example, I moved to Ireland for 18 months for a job contract at one point and it could have gone either way. Um, turns out it was the best experience of my life. Um, and worst case, it's only 18 months. Right. You can, it's not forever. You can always undo, you can always change and, and shift and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a, a flexibility, you know, be open and flexible and, and but take the risk when you see the opportunities. So, you know, to the, to the younger kids that are, you know, looking at, you know, I'm in university, do I go through the whole thing and then, you know, jump right into the job market? I would say absolutely travel, like right. absolutely spend some time get to know the rest of the world. There's so much more going on than, than we're aware of in our own little, little worlds. But yeah, just, you know, take the risk. It's, it's worth it. That's really wonderful advice personally and professionally, because I think, you know, in the example that you cited, you took a risk personally by leaving, you know, things that were comfortable in your home environment and it was tied to a professional opportunity. So what a wonderful uh, way to tie up the conversation that we've had today about, not only um, looking outside our comfort zone in terms of asking the right questions, but just to just take the risk, right? Just, just do it really. Um, So thank you so much for sharing uh, your expertise with us, Gay. I know it's been very helpful. Thanks so much. I appreciate the time. To our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.